The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible on a pain-free Friday. The bad seed broken, ate a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Appalachia right across the river and through the woods from where Granny is still in the hospital. But every single day she tells me to bring her a different strain. Today she said, bring me that Skywalker OG, sunny boy in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags. They're ready to travel in some kind of fashion. Shake it up. She do. But all my friends that come around, fight the flies, a party up. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs up down. What a mess is down to tatter. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shack out. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with your boy Mafia tonight. 844-843- 6879 is the number to call in toll-free to get on the bench. And we got uh, your boy Jerry Palm later this hour talking about bracketology, who's in, who's out. We'll talk about all the games tonight and all the games tomorrow. A lot of finals tomorrow in conference championship games. There's just tons of action. I'm watching a lot right now. I got NBA going, Grizzlies and Nuggets are tied up with 220 left and rolling in the fourth off Beale Street in Memphis. I got North Carolina, Florida State going. I mean, it is all happening. I got UConn and Creighton at the half. I got Wisconsin up four on Iowa in the first half. And then I got Nevada, San Diego State rolling. And the Aztecs are up 11-6. The last score I got was 11-6. Now it's 14-6 Aztecs there. And then uh, Memphis underway now. I got that game going, too, with Central Florida scoreless. They just tipped. So uh, Prairie View leads Grambling in the SWAC semi. Seven left in the first, 23-16. And then Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. Up 37-21 on Davis, 17 left in the game. LSU, Ole Miss, Tigers up on the Rebs, 22-15, 6 left in the first. That Creighton lead is 30-26 to on UConn. They were down 13-2. to A couple things I want to talk about uh, with regards to that game and uh, Mafia's Seton Hall game. In a second, uh, Abilene Christian up 52-29 on Lamar, blowing him out at the half. St. Peter's down three to Fairfield, seven seconds left in the game. And Oregon State up big, 55-41 in a shock on Oregon, although I took Oregon State in the points, 11 and a half minutes left in that game. And Florida State's lead is six with 13 minutes to go in Greensboro in the ACC semi. All right, so uh, that's the college landscape of games in action. We welcome our radio affiliate, SiriusXM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's for all on the bench on a Friday night. So uh, there you go. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about at, at the very beginning here is this. First of all, and we'll let Mafia expand on this but i gotta tell you now your boy reynolds honestly you can't even argue with me that he cost him the game (laughs) i mean he was so selfish and so awful at the same time i can't keep track of how bad he was first of all 
the guy was playing hero ball, okay? No one drives to the basket with, you know, as much time as there was, you know, whatever, a minute left, minute and a half left in the game. The guy drives to the 10, and I got no problem with that. But I got a problem with it when there's two six ten guys standing in front of him at the rim. And this little guard thinks he's going to take off and light them up. They swatted his shot. They never touched him. That was just selfish, ISO, hero ball. And the guy literally had three other options that were wide open. Wide open. Because they had two guys at the rim. And they had a guy in each corner wide open for a shot. Now, I know they were having trouble knocking down shots. But you can't tell me that uh, some little guard trying to take on two 6'10 guys at the rim with four arms up in the air swatting his shot was a good take. Secondly, he got fouled prior to that and missed both free throws. So, I mean, this guy and the turnovers. Oh, my God. I couldn't even watch him. He was so selfish and out of control and just... I don't think he saw anyone else on his team on the floor. He just wanted to be the man. I cannot believe they lost that game. Honestly, Georgetown sucked all year. And they just pushed around Seton Hall like they didn't even matter. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When you need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, uh, for all on events, I watched this old video tonight of uh, Scott Weiland and Stone Temple Pilots doing Howard's show when we were there at serious back in the day it was 2000 mafia and uh did i get that right when did it start when uh no that was uh, what year did we start doing that 2006 so this is before that uh this was when he was still at k-rock right and um i'm watching this video and uh i just couldn't believe like first of all wyland looked clean at the time for sure, because you've seen him completely whacked on heroin, right? And just a mess and disheveled and he just looked half like a skeleton. But uh, at this particular time, he was doing, um, uh, what is it, Plush or something? Or what was the name of that song? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, and then they did, uh, what was the other one? Uh, 
interstate love song, right? So they they played those two songs, and I was watching it, and he had like the greatest hairdo, man. He just had because like at the time he still had like hair and everything, like you know, because later in life uh, he got you know sick and whatever, and he was junked out, so he started like looking half disheveled and bald and you know what I mean? Like his hair started thinning and all that business when you're all whacked. And, uh, but at this time he was, it, it was pretty obvious to me. Like you go watch the video, just pull it up like stone temple on Howard Stern in 2000 and you'll see it yourself. And he had this like great, just puffy hairdo. He had just like a giant Elvis sideburns rocking down to his uh, jawbone. And then he had this hairdo just sticking straight up. And it was like, clearly he had the got to be glued going. He had the, he had the, the cement in his hair, but his hair was just straight up. Like he had stuck his finger in a, in a light socket and it just looked fantastic. And I, I just thought they were so great. And then, I thought he was such a great front man, Mafia. And then, obviously, uh, the drugs did him in, which uh, jails, institutions, and death, right? Your boy ended up dead. And uh, he was great. Didn't you think he was a great uh, front man, a great uh, rock star, and great? I mean, he was a real rock star. Like, in my opinion, uh, you know, you got guys like Robert Plant. When When Robert Plant was you know, doing it with Led Zeppelin, right? That was, he was a, a real rock star, right? What did you think of Scott Weiland? I thought he was awesome, man. The guy had some, you know, incredible pipes. He had the stage presence. He was, you know, one of the best in, in that era. I mean, the, the 90s had some good front men that we lost, unfortunately, whether it be to drug, you know, overdoses or just, you know, just uh, to the fame and what happened after that. But he was one of them, and he was one of the top ones of that era and put out some awesome music. And, you know, that's why they, I think they kept, you know, trying to bring him back and trying to clean him up because they knew the talent that the guy had and how much he added to the pan. And then eventually, you know, it was just too much for him. What happened? Like, uh, you remember this stuff better than me. Like, uh, what did, what, like, what did he OD? What did he, where did they find him dead? Like, how did he die? Do you remember? Uh, I got to look that up right now because I know the two of them died right around the same time. It was Wyland and, uh. And the other one I'm going blank on. Was he the one that hung himself or D.O.D.? He was found dead in his room on tour right after their gig. I think he was O.D.'d. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he, he definitely O.D.'d on heroin. <laughs> but he didn't hang himself. You're, you're talking about Michael Hutchins from NXS? No, no, there's another one of the other 90s guys. Uh, the, the name escaped me right now, of course, but the other one hung himself. I think that guy, I, I think that guy uh, hung himself. Why, uh, your boy uh, Hutchins. Is that is that about right? The guy from NXS? Because I, I thought they were great, too. I, that was a great band. I mean, they were really good. Looks like we lost Sky there for a second, so we'll try to get him back. But, you know, he was talking about a lot of things going on. We're, we're getting in the rock right there, but. Obviously, the big thing we have going on is college basketball and the college basketball conference tournaments that are going on throughout the country. So much going on in the action now. He was talking earlier about my Seattle Pirates, unfortunately, going down to Georgetown in the semifinals. And that's, man, we were texting back and forth, and I was so angry because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pirate fan, but I knew that they stink. And, you know, the last four games that they had at the end of that season there, it was just awful. They just went down game after game, four in a row. After they lost two in a row, I'm like, all right, that's it. They're out. They were on the bubble. Now they're done. Then all of a sudden, they just completely kept it going, three in a row, then four in a row. No chance, I thought, that they had of beating St. John's in that first game. They had the Big East tournament. Then they come back. They win that game in overtime. They give me hope, and then just lay an egg against Georgetown. That was such a heartbreaking game. I mean, it was right there for them to take the whole time. There was turnovers back and forth between the two teams. Now the team was shooting great from the free throw line, even though Georgetown was getting a hell of a lot more free throws throughout the game. Even down a little bit towards the end, but Seton Hall, as you said, Reynolds just couldn't hit free throws at the end. None of them could hit free throws. That was the absolute pathetic thing. I don't know what is with these college, because these Division I scholarship players that for some reason can't hit a damn free throw. They could have hit one-hand floaters on the run, but you get a team like Seton Hall shoots 5 of 11 from the free throw line. I don't know what the hell that's about. Uh, Mamou Kalashavili, the big guy for them, the co-player of the year, in the Big East, 
for some reason, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn tonight. Then you also had Kale for the Pirates have an awful game as well. It was just, no matter what they tried to do, they could not get it going at all. No one was hitting. Reynolds tried to do it on his own. Roden helped him out. He had a big game, but that team struggled so much throughout the game. It was just pathetic. Golden opportunity for them with Villanova going down to Georgetown. They could come in here and steal a bit into the tournament as they did five years ago. Try to win the game. Get into the NCAAs after they didn't deserve it. And they just let it ink. They let the, go right through their fingers. I don't know why, what was going on through Willard and these guys, what was going through their heads. But it was just terrible. The worst performance I've seen from them, oh, not in a while, because obviously, like I said, they lost four in a row. But some of these other games that are going right now, we got a great one as opposed to that game. This was a tight game scoring-wise, but it's a great game back and forth in North Carolina, Florida State. North Carolina come back, came back now. They're only down one. They had taken the lead, actually, on this with a big run in the second half. They've had a big second half here against Florida State, 29-19. It looked like Florida State was going to control this. Throughout the first half, looked like they were going to run this. They went up 11 at halftime. They looked well in the lead. But right now, Florida, um, sorry, not Florida State, North Carolina bounced back, came back in the second half, took the lead back, back and forth again. Florida State holds a one-point advantage with just under eight minutes left in that game. Incredible game in the ACC. And, of course, we know it's a big one. Virginia out of that conference tournament right now. You know, Duke fall out earlier. They were just starting to fall out left and right here in these conference tournaments. Kansas fell out of the Big 12. We'll have to see how some of these teams are treated over the next week. I mean, obviously, they're going to be sliding into the bracket. You know that they're going to be set up and ready to go in there. But what does the, the, the committee do if one of these teams drop off? Do they have something set up for these guys? Are they ready to go if Virginia, Duke, can well, we know Duke is out, but Virginia, Kansas, or, you know, if some of these other teams pop up with COVID all of a sudden, who are the backup teams for the conference tournaments, conference champions going into the NCAAs? Because that's going to be a big thing that we have to deal with with the bubble, but we bring back Scotty right now. And, uh, Scotty, we're talking about all these conference tournaments we're talking about right now that Florida State and North Carolina game has gotten really interesting in the second half. Right. Anyway, so uh, first of all, let me ask you a question. What the hell happened? I mean, just what even happened? I was literally doing <laughs> the whole time that happened. I was talking. Like, uh, all I know is that I was, on the, like, I was on the air, and then it was frozen and gone, and I was, but it, it looked like I was still doing the show. So I don't know what the hell happened. I absolutely have no explanation for it. I want to stick my head in a wood chipper dealing with this thing. Honestly, it is so painful and awful. It is so awful. I can't even take it. It's just the worst. Oh, my God. I just I want to stick my head in a wood chipper. I don't even know what to say to you. I literally, I, so I was talking about at one point I was going to blow my hair out, Mafia, and grow it like Scott Weiland. And then the next thing you knew, I was in hell. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. What a disaster this has been. I have to tell you, you never answered my question because I never got to ask you, uh, Mafia, before I go to Jerry. Uh, do you think I should blow my hair out again uh, like I did uh, when I was at uh, Howard 101 and I had the long rock and roll hair going and I uh, just let it go crazy and then I stuck it straight up in the air like Scott Weiland in the uh, video that I was talking about. Do you think I could actually grow my hair back to rock and roll, like rock star status? No, I don't think you should do that. I think you got it perfect right now. You kind of got the, the in-between where you don't look like a dad, but you know you still got kind of a cool hair, too. Like when you grow it out longer, that's when you look like you're the dad trying to be cool who's really not. Wait a minute. If So when my hair's long, I look like a a dude trying to be cool, but I'm not. And I look like a dad. Why do I look like a dad when I have long hair? No, not you, but like in general, like you get that, the guy that's older that tries to grow it out real long, like tries to look like he's still young. Like you got a perfect, it's, right. you know, young ish, but you can get away with it. Like if you try to grow it out, you try to go with the surfer look again at this age, then you just look like you're trying too hard. All right. So you have to look up the video I was talking about of, of, of Stone Temple Pilots 2000 at Howard Stern at K-Rock. Look at his hairdo with the long sideburns and the spiked hair. Tell me if you think I should uh, go for it or not. And you can answer that okay, question sure. later in the show. Jerry Palm is with us from CBS Sports. Uh, Jerry, uh, have you ever thought about growing your hair out and becoming a rock star at this point in your life? No, not this point in my life, but uh, there was a time when I probably would have liked to have tried uh, longer hair, but yeah, never did. Now, listen, Jerry, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, there's a lot of things going on here. First of all, uh, and you're not going to like a lot of this, but you're a, a real, like a lifer on the bench. You have been on this show for 20 some years now, and you have put up with all of my shenanigans, even though <laughs> I went to Indiana and you went to Purdue. You have literally put up with me for all these years. So now you're going to have to put up with me again right here and not get angry and not get and not get offended and all the rest when I start talking about what I'm talking about. Now, I know right. that you will never you will never agree with this, but I, I firmly believe it's true. And I think other people might agree with me that, you know, like, look, I think Purdue's a great school, right? I partied there. I've gone to the Grand Prix. I think it's a great basketball tradition. I think that, uh, you know, you go back to, I've been to Mackey 50 million times. Gene Katie was a god. I get all of that. But I have to tell you that I believe that in the state of Indiana, and I grew up there as a little kid, every, every kid – like it's just you know it's true. They want to they Indiana basketball is is what matters. Uh, it, Notre Dame doesn't. I'm telling you, Purdue, no one cares. Indiana State, no one cares. Butler, no one cares. I could go on and on. I could I could sit here for an hour and rattle off all the little dinky schools that don't matter. I think Purdue has always had a good basketball program. Don't get me wrong, but I still think in the state of Indiana, every kid. Every fan, they all know about Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball has always been the deal and in that state, and that's just all there is to it. And, and my point is this, and you may think I'm crazy, but I don't think, and the point of this is, is Archie Miller. He has to be fired. And I don't care how much money they owe him, $10 million, I don't care if next year they get 50% off. He is so atrocious. He has been so bad. I, all of half of his wins are against cream puffs uh, against, you know, those early season cream puffs where they win by 30, but he can't win any game that matters ever. And they're actually the worst I've ever seen. I have never seen Indiana basketball this bad. I really haven't. Mike Davis was way better. Samson was way better. He was cheating. Cream was way better. Archie Miller's the worst. And then let me say this. They couldn't get Steve Alford. Steve Alford will move to Russia before he comes back to Indiana to coach in Bloomington because he doesn't want that elephant on his back. 
Do you agree that Indiana basketball has been ruined by Archie Miller? No one cares about Indiana basketball anymore. It used to be the only thing that mattered in that state, and you know it. Well, I, w- I will say that if you don't have an affiliation with another school, you know, if, if you're not if you're not affiliated, with, you know, with any of the schools, it, it's all about IU, IU basketball, and Notre Dame football. And uh, that's right. If, if you live in Indiana, we we always call them the reversible jacket crowd. You know, they've got the they've got their Notre Dame football jacket on in the fall, and then they turn it around, uh, pull the sleeves out, and turn it around for IU hoops. Um, but couldn't find either place with a map or a compass. Um, but they, uh, but you, I mean, you're right. I mean, they're, they're, they, they look lost. I watch them play and it's like, they have no idea what to do on either end of the floor. I saw the Purdue game, um, that the last game of the regular season and they right. played hard. They were trying, they, they can't shoot. Um, right. they can't really defend They they don't run an offense that that's, it's about as bad as I've ever seen. But more to the point, and you brought this up, is that IU fans seem to be almost apathetic, like resigned to their fate, you know, that, that this is just what IU basketball is. And that that's the most surprising thing, is that I, the IU fan base has almost been beaten down uh, to the point where they're, they just accept that this is what they are. You know, it, what's crazy to me is is that during that game uh, the other night when, when uh, they lost to Rutgers, because I knew they'd lose. I mean, it was like Rutgers minus three. They should have laid 13. Here's the deal. I'm watching a game, and they're so awful. I mean, they are so bad that all they do, Jackson's the only guy that they can count on. Meanwhile, he sucks, too. I don't care what you say. That guy has no jump shot, no mid-range. He's got nothing. All he can do is... Jackson Davis? That's. I think he's got a dunk, a a rebounding... That's right, yeah. but he's a he's a tip in guy, a rebound offensive rebound guy. He's a, a a kiss off the glass or a finger roll or a dunk or a lob dunk. That's all he's got. His whole game is at the rim. That's it. He has yeah. like that's why people say Jerry's not going to get drafted any higher than fortieth because he's he's got no he's got no game outside of the block. I mean zero, right. no oh, game at right. all. Yep. Okay, so I, he's I the only guy. I don't in the think t- I've ever seen him shoot a jump shot. Uh, right. Know. I mean, free throws, but, uh, you know, just like a in, no, anything more, longer than, say, five or six feet from the basket. Right. I don't think I, I don't even remember him shooting shots like that. He can't even hit a free throw, dude. And here's the deal. No, well, he's, no. Aw- he's awful. Okay, let's just stop with all this. He's great stuff. He's awful. Any guy that can't shoot is, is awful. That's just it. This is basketball, man. This isn't, we're not, we're not bowling here. Uh, if you can't shoot, you suck. That's just all there is to it. And here's the deal. The fans were booing that team, booing Archie Miller off the floor in Indianapolis in front of their home state in their own gym. If that doesn't tell you that it's the end of the road for Archie Miller, they have to fire him. And I can't believe they haven't even fired him already. I can't believe that after they lost that game, they didn't fire him today. Honestly, he is killing that program. And, And if you think they're saving money, so to fire him next March at fifty percent off instead of giving him ten million, they'd be better off giving him the ten million. And don't tell me they don't have the money because they just gave Tom Allen five million a year to coach a football team nobody cares about. <laughs> you know I'm right. Yeah, yeah. No, you are. You're absolutely right. I, I, I'm not arguing with you. It makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I went to the gym with my Indiana uh, workout shirt on the other day, and I had like five chicks laugh at me. And it wasn't because I'm old and and I don't have a great body. They laughed at me because they're like, Indiana. Jesus, they suck. I was like, oh, my God. I can't even wear my Indiana shirt to the gym anymore without getting abused. Usually it's guys giving me the business. Now I got women giving me the business. Women saying Indiana. My my, my wife says to me uh, just today. It's like, you know, I wonder if our students even realize what, what this rivalry is like, you know, because it's so lopsided now. It's, it's, right. you know, we just graduated a class, or we're going to graduate a class this is May, that never saw Purdue lose to Indiana. Never saw <laughs> it. It's like, do they, do they even understand what this rivalry has been like? Because no. it's not one right now. That's right. And here's the deal. I watched Purdue today. I have to tell you, the way they fought back in that second half – 
I can't even. And the way Williams played, he was dominating. He was like, feed me. Because every time he touched the ball, he scored. And he was having so mm-hmm. much fun doing it. It was written all over his face. The guy was lit up like he was drunk. He was he was sucking it in so bad. He was like drunk on the euphoria of the happiness of them coming back from that big deficit. And I have to tell you, I cannot believe they lost the game. Because Ohio State was walking dead. And I cannot believe after they tied it and sent it to overtime that they lost the game. I got 60 seconds, and then we'll break and come back for more, Jerry. But what did you think of Purdue not winning that game? I think they needed to show up for the first half. I mean, great comeback. Uh, but then I, I think they spent all their energy on the comeback, and then when overtime started, they just didn't have it again. How is that possible? They were kicking their ass. The last 10 minutes of that game, they humiliated Ohio State. I do not... First of all, you, I'm going to say it right you now. You see it a lot, though. In, you see it a lot in comeback type situations. When you've come back from a big deficit, there's almost like a sense of relief when you get there. And then it's not. So now that you've made the comeback, then you can just kind of lose it again because you, you've invested all your energy in the comeback. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I think you're I think you're right. I think that they uh, that's what happened to them but I still find it inexplicable the way they were playing and the way they were confident and the the fun that they were having and the way they were getting to the 10 and finishing and the way they were defending. Everything about it spelled W. I had Ohio State in the game. I laid one. I won the bet, and I didn't care because I, I think Ohio State is finished. I don't think they're going anywhere in the NCAAs, and I think they'll lose tomorrow too. We'll come back with Jerry Paul. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. So Moppy had told me that when I got cut off and knocked off the air, it was when I mentioned uh, Michael Hutchins uh, had hung himself. And then uh, the in excess gods zapped me. All the in excess fans knocked me off the air when I mentioned Michael Hutchins. But I did say I love the band. I don't understand why they turned on me, Mafia. We're talking to Jerry Palm of CBS Sports. Uh, so let me ask you this question. Uh Jim Beheim, I saw him. We ran a clip of him today on my TV show of him clamoring for a berth in the NCAA field like he does every year when he goes on his soapbox <laughs> and tells everyone he deserves to be in the tournament because his team's good and everyone else sucks. And then he starts talking about all these other teams play these quad four games where we're playing quad two and three. And um, 
you know they're going to let him in, right? Do you think they're going to screw Syracuse out of this thing? Or, like, uh, is it like always they're just going to let him in like they always do? I mean, what? when is the last time they screwed Syracuse? They always let him in. Well, they don't always let him in. Yeah. Um, they, they're, no, there have been at least two occasions where they left him out because their non conference strength of schedule sucks. Uh, but that hasn't been recently. So, uh, but it feels like they've been on the bubble a lot in recent years. And, uh, uh, but yeah, they'll get in this year. Uh, it's, um, but the, the, the times that they've been left out, they deserve to get left out. So a guy, uh, you know, we started talking about, uh, last night as I, I go back to the Indiana thing that the, uh, we started talking about Alfred and I said, Alfred would move to Russia before he'd come back to Bloomington. He'd, he'd go to Hawaii, like June Jones, when he coached football for the rainbow. I mean, it, he, he went from Iowa to Albuquerque, to Los Angeles, to Reno. I mean, all that's left is Russia. I mean, he's he's run from <laughs> Indiana like no one else because he wants no part of that legacy of of the stress of when he was Mr. Basketball at Newcastle and playing in Indiana and he never could breathe. And everybody, his whole life said he would replace Bob Knight. And then a guy said to yeah, me last I, night that, that Brad Stevens would be the choice. And uh, I said, Brad yeah. Stevens would never leave the Boston Celtics to coach Indiana basketball. No over his dead no body. Way. Who do you think yeah. would be the next coach in Indiana? Because honestly, they got to fire this guy. If they don't fire this guy soon, I'm going to have a heart attack. I, I actually don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I keep hearing people talking about Scott Drew, but that's not going to happen. Um, that's, uh, I, I don't really have a good name for you, um, but I don't think it's, it's anybody. It certainly isn't Alfred. Um, it's not brad stevens it's not those guys it's i don't know who it is but it's not them yeah i don't know uh, either are, are they playing right now that uh because i i think he's uh, i just want to say i think he's actually done a, a good job with that nevada team aren't they playing san diego state or something right now right now I they think. are yeah right now I think they're down yeah. they're down five at the half do you think he's done they, a good um, job with the wolf pack yeah yeah, I think so. Um, they've had a pretty good year. Not quite good enough to make the tournament without winning the league year, but uh, not bad. Uh, and they got—they've been getting better in the in the couple of years that he's been there. Yeah, I thought there was a graphic during the game that said that he went to Chrysler High School. Did you know that there was a Chrysler High School? Everybody ever I ever talked to said he went to Newcastle. Yeah, he went to Newcastle. I don't, yeah, I don't know anything Chrysler. about Chrysler High School. Never heard of Chrysler maybe, High School. Maybe he stole a Chrysler in high school. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he stole a Chrysler. Uh, so anyway, uh, North Carolina is down three with 14 seconds left to Florida State. Uh, I have to ask you, did you watch? Uh, so UConn's up two on Creighton in the second half with six minutes to go. What do you think of uh, the job uh, Danny Hurley's doing at UConn? I think it's I think he's doing great. It, it certainly helped to get Book Knight back. They're a different team with him. Um, they're actually I, kind of a sleeper for the tournament for me. Uh, I don't know how deep they can go, but uh, I think they can go deeper than their seed would, is probably going to indicate. So, do you think Michigan will whack uh, Ohio State, or do you think the Buckeyes will hang with them? The number six. I know you don't get into the whole gambling thing. Do you think? Do you think Ohio State will give them a game, or do you believe? Because I thought Ohio State got lucky today. Do you believe? Because they were up big and they yeah. blew, and then they won. Do you think? I don't think Ohio State's for real anymore. In fact, I think their season's over. I like Michigan tomorrow. Yeah, it's um, they're they're just better. Michigan's just better. I think Illinois is probably the best team in the league right now, but Michigan's better than Ohio State. What do you think of the job that uh, Patrick Ewing's doing with this crappy uh, Georgetown team that's knocking everyone yeah. off now? And I thought Seton Hall shot worse than, like, honestly, I felt like they had been hexed by witches the way they shot yeah. uh, in that game tonight. It was so embarrassing <laughs> how Seton Hall shot. It was like somebody put a hex on them. That, that's a team that, for whatever reason, never really got it going this year and probably should have been better than they were. Um, but they, they weren't. They're, they're not going to make the tournament now. Uh, Georgetown, yeah, 
Patrick Ewing done a really good job, especially late in the season with this team. They've been feisty. Um, you know, he, he said something after the game today about having nine new faces and it takes a while to, you know, for that to just gel. And that's not entirely wrong. And they have come together here late in the season. Um, they'll be a threat tomorrow. You know, it's, they, and, you know, the, all these bubble teams will be sweating because there's no way Georgetown is making the tournament any other way. And if Georgetown wins, they're not stealing a bid from the Big East. So, you know, somebody's bubble's getting popped if Georgetown wins tomorrow. Yeah, I think that they might very well do that. Uh, I know they're they, anyone that doesn't respect them now has got to be tripping because they've won these three games. So Oklahoma State beat Baylor, and I think Cunningham is just a beast. He had 25 and 8 or something in this game and, and a bunch of uh, – dimes he did it all in this game and i mean i his enthusiasm for playing uh jerry is palpable and i think he's going to be huge in the nba he'll go number one but i think he's made oklahoma state really tough after they beat baylor today do you believe after the way baylor played against kansas state and how they got beat by oklahoma state I don't think Baylor's going anywhere in the tournament. I think somebody's going to knock them up because they don't take anybody seriously. They just play the games like, oh, we'll just get, we'll start playing when there's two minutes left. We, the rest of the game doesn't even matter. Yeah, Baylor hasn't been quite the same since they came off their COVID pause. It, uh, uh, the win at West Virginia was really nice, but that was like three games in. Um, you know, really struggled with Iowa State the first game back, lost to Kansas like they do every year. And, um, but, uh, you know, they've been doing all right, but they're not the dominant team we saw before they had to take a break in their season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, they've still got the talent and the and the savvy to make a deep run in this tournament, but uh, we haven't seen enough of that lately. So who's your uh, – who, at the end of the day, uh, they're going to announce the field Sunday – who do you uh, leave out, and who's your last? Who's your last four in, and the first four out? Let's see, last four in at the moment: uh, Syracuse, UCLA, Drake, St. Louis. Um, actually, I think it's BCU, UCLA. I think Syracuse is fifth. Um, so, and then out is. Uh, um, uh, uh, let's see, Mississippi. Uh, Utah State, those are the two teams that are still playing that I have out. Um, Boise State, uh, they're not playing anymore. And uh, I'm sorry, I've drawn a blank on the fourth one. Wow, so Oklahoma, Utah State could win that thing, and then they're going to get in if they yep. win it. So Yeah, uh, they might right get in even you... if they don't, but they probably have to win tonight. So you don't really believe in them. All right, uh, Jerry, I know you got to run, so enjoy the game Saturday, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out on Sunday, and then I'll talk to you again next week or something. All right, buddy? Yep, take care. All right, see you, Jerry. Screw Purdue, Jerry. I just wanted to say that, Mafia, at the end. So um, it's 69-66, Florida State, with one second left in that game. And you know, what's weird is that like North Carolina had a lead late in this game. I mean, with like a minute left, they were winning and then they, they blew it and they gave Florida state all they could handle tonight. I think I, uh, I could be wrong. I think I got him. I just want to look at the number. Hold on. I got him at two and a half and they're down three right now. They got to throw the ball the length of the court and get a shot off. I can tell you right now, this is not happening. They have no chance in hell of this happening. He threw it out of he threw it to the other team. Nice job. Hey, nice throw in there. At least throw it to one of your teammates, you moron. I mean, my God, how embarrassing. You can't even throw the ball down to the rim. Like that. Why do they throw it to half court when they got to shoot with one second left, Mafia? You, you've got to throw a football pass the length of the court all the way to the rim. That's it. Why do you throw a ball to half court? No one's making a half court shot with one second left. They got to catch it and shoot. No one's making that shot. If you throw it the length of the court up to the rim, anything could happen. You could tip it in. You could dunk it. Who knows? But you're not making a uh, you're not making a shot from half court on an inbounds pass when 
you have to run to the ball. You know, it's not like football where they're running away from the ball and the ball's passed to them and they catch it in the, like a loaf of bread and score a touchdown. This is basketball. You got to run back, catch the ball, turn around and shoot it. You're not making that shot ever, ever. Zero chance. The very least, you got to get it to like the foul line or something. I, that's like you said. I'm the only thinking there is maybe, you know, okay, no one's going to guard there. They're all going to be deep. But still, what kind of shot are you giving yourself throwing it there? You have a better chance of throwing it all the way down and, you know, someone accidentally tipping in or, you know, something getting in the scramble. Then chucking a heave. Right. Then chucking a heave from half court with a second left. No way in hell that's happening. Do you see that, that stat they just gave at the end of that game? This is only the second ACC championship game and first since 1990 without a team from North Carolina being involved. Say that again. It's the first time since 1990 that Duke or North Carolina have not been in the game. The first time since 1990 and only the second time ever that the ACC championship game is being played without a team from North Carolina. And that would include NC State and Wake and all those teams. Yeah. Wow, because we know it's about Duke and North Carolina, right? That's Yeah, that's uh, who it's really about. Yeah, they, they put those other teams in there for fun, but it's really about those two. That is crazy. But I mean, they had them. What a what a blown opportunity! North Carolina has been playing really good ball lately, and they had Florida State by the onions, and they blew it. By the way, I hit that Texas Southern game today. What a comeback! No time left on the clock. Jackson State was up three. The kid hits a wing bomb three to tie it, send it to overtime. Then the kid makes another bomb from the top of the key in overtime that gave them uh, the lead at uh, 82-81. The guy was just going off. They ended up uh, winning 84-81, and uh, Texas Southern uh, moves to the final at a swack. So that was huge. Weathers with the huge shots. I love it. Anyway, I'll get you updated uh, coming up with all the games. Keep you updated so you know what's going on. And tell you everything about uh, the NBA and NHL on a Friday night. There's a lot going on. That uh, Denver-Memphis game was really good. I'll give you all the details. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Pharrell on a bench on a every Friday with Mavia. So AD um, is out at least two more weeks. He's been cleared to enter the next phase of his return to play and will be reevaluated in two weeks. So two more weeks he's out. Uh, I wonder, uh, KD uh, is the next guy I want to think about for a second. He should be back by um, 2027. 
honestly, Mafia, I can't take the Kevin Durant never playing. I don't know what's worse. Him never playing or like Stanton and Judge when they sit out for three quarters of the Yankee season with their, you know, calf strains. I've never seen anything like this, uh, this guy Durant. I mean, I first of all, he scores 30 a game when he plays three games a year. You know, he's a great player when he plays that three games every year. Uh, honestly, like, he's broken down, man. That's He's an unbelievable Hall of Famer, amazing, unstoppable force. But his body, he's never going to last in the NBA. Do you feel he's going to last? I mean, honestly, like, he can't even stay on the court for five minutes. I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem good at this point in his career. I mean, that's the thing that we saw, you know, happen with Kobe. We've seen it happen with countless guys. I mean, honestly, the only guy we haven't seen it happen with is LeBron, which makes you appreciate just the shape that guy is in more and more when you see guys like KD who are even younger than him constantly going down or AD can't stay with him. And he's always hurt. Like, all these guys get banged and beat out again tonight. Still, LeBron keeps ticking like the Energizer Bunny. Your boy Embiid, I think, hurt his knee tonight. And uh, he went down in a heap, and he's going to have an MRI. And that could uh, be devastating news for the Sixers if it's bad. If he blew out his knee tonight, that'll ruin their season. I'm telling you. And the Lakers can't win without uh, Davis. I can guarantee you that, too. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.